0: A breeze scented with the new earth touches my face. The snowdrops bob their pretty faces, and I hear the sound of new life coming from our barn. Welcome, maiden. You have been missed. Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge. My name is Lee and I'm very happy to have you today. I opened the episode with a poem from the Bulk chapter of The Magical Family by Monica Grossen. Today we are going to go a bit over bulk, but I'm very excited to announce the new series I'm starting on deities. Today's deity is the goddess Brigid. I know I'm going to make a few people upset by pronouncing her name Brigid rather than Bridge. But she is a goddess that was venerated in many different areas, and not everyone called her Breach. Uh, But semantics aside, let's first start talking about Imbolg. Imbolg is the milk holiday. It was celebrated when the ewes started producing their milk after a long winter without it. When the lamb started to be born and the milk began to flow, the coming of spring was not far behind. Imbolc falls on February 2nd now, but obviously it used to be celebrated whenever the lambing came in the past. Imbolc is a fire festival and celebrates the coming of spring, brought to the earth by the fire goddess Brigid. On Imbolc Eve, it was customary in Celtic homes to leave out a brat brigida and some small strips of cloth for Brigid to bless to be used for healing in the coming year. A bratbrija is a large white cloth or blanket that would be laid over an ailing person to help them get better. The strips would be used to help with ailing animals by tying them around their neck. In exchange for the blessings, porridge with fresh butter or cream would be left out as an offering. Obviously today it doesn't have to be white. Uh, Mine is going to be uh, my bell tartan when I put it out this year. Uh, Bridget's crosses were also made during in-bulk. They were hung in windows, put in eaves, or hung above doors to bring the strength and warmth of the sun and the luck of the harvest into the home. Uh, I myself have one. It's hung over the entrance to my kitchen, uh, opposite the other entrance, which has my uh, kitchen witch. Another craft were uh, the creation of uh which are little dog, uh, little dogs, little dolls, representing Bridget, uh, made from wheat, reeds, corn husks, or whatever can be found. Last year, I made one with the leftover fireplace matchsticks uh, that I had from lighting seven-day candles and some embroidery thread. Uh, She sits in my office at work. Uh, So the correspondences for Imbolg are the Zodiac is Aquarius, The solar system is the moon. The moon phase is waxing. The season is winter. The element is fire. And I actually take a little bit of, I disagree on the moon situation. Um, it's, It's a fire festival and it celebrates the coming of the sun. So I feel like the sun could also be a correspondence and probably should be. That's just my humble opinion. So the colors are green, pink, white, and yellow. The trees are blackthorn, cedar, rowan, and sycamore. I feel like uh, oak should also be on that list. Mis- uh, the plants are grain and reed, angelica, basil, blackberry, bramble. Gemstones are amethyst and turquoise. Goddesses are Arirud, Artio, Athena, Brigid, Danu, Gaia, Inanna, Juno, Selene, and Vesta. The gods are Bragi, Cupid, Diyan Dumutsi, Dumuzi, and Eros. The animals are badger, groundhog, deer, sheep, which is actually the ewe or the lamb. Um, birds are the robin and the swan, and the mythical creature is the dragon. The issues and intentions that you would want to work on for in bulk are to activate or awaken animals, vanish beginnings, divination, fertility, healing and hope, illumination, inspiration, light, pregnancy or childbirth, prophecy, prosperity, purification, transformation, well-being, and youth. For more on this celebration, I did a full episode on inbolk last year so you can reference that for more fun things to do. But now let's discuss the goddess Brigid. Brigid is a triple goddess. Uh, she's the goddess of healing, poetry, and Smithcraft, or the hearth, the temple, and the forge. Her mother was one of the Tuatha de Janan and her father was the Dagda. As the goddess of poetry, she is the poet's muse, the inspiration of the artist and what may be considered her maiden incarnation. As the goddess of healing, she embodies the mother and the hearth. She nurtures the family and the home, blesses the livestock and farm. As the goddess of smithcraft, she is the crone, using strength to bless the forge and shape the soul, bringing forth transformation and rebirth. As with all deities, if you work with Brigid, your relationship will be everywhere throughout your day, no matter where you are. But if you want to set up an altar or shrine to her, uh, I have a few ideas for you to start with. Uh, Obviously, what you put on it is up to you. Uh, So since Bridget is a fire goddess, a flame of some sort or an electric candle could be a good idea. She is also said to bless the water of wells and springs with healing properties. So some form of water is a good idea as well. Uh, She's associated with the color blue. Uh, but I've always felt very strongly that rich, burnt orange and emerald green speak of her. So that's what I have on my altar for Bridget. Uh, Neptune and the sun are her ruling astral bodies. As you write, peridot, citrine and bloodstone are her stones. But I also have a goldstone on my altar. It's a man-made stone, but it, the sparkling beauty of it just screams Bridget to me. And as the goddess that blesses the livestock, anything representing livestock would be just fine as well. The plants she is associated with are the anemone, the bramble, and the humble dandelion. Her trees are blackthorn, cedar, hawthorn, oak, rowan, and willow. I also, so that being said, I found a really great section on altars in Tending Bridget's Flame uh, by Lunea Weatherstone. And I really, I wanna read it because I know there's somebody out there that, that needs to hear it. Here we go. Altars are very personal and no one can tell you what you should or should not have on them, except right now when I'm going to tell you the one thing I believe every woman should have on her altar or man or non-binary, I'm just throwing those in there too, is a mirror. We have no problem to say, saying to other women, you are a goddess. But far too many of us have trouble saying it to ourselves, and we need the practice. Bridget loves you unconditionally, and she will heal any wounds you may have in your own self-image. Make it part of your devotions to gaze into your own eyes. The light shining in their depths is Bridget's flame which I just think is so beautiful. Um, I know I certainly don't always give myself enough love and, you know, we're always talking about practicing self-love and self-care. Um, but you know, one of the things that we need to practice and me definitely, uh, is looking at ourselves and realizing that we are beautiful the way that we are. Um, So I think I just really thought I needed to share that because I know, I know at least one of my listeners needed to hear that. And I have a feeling probably more than one. So I'm going to put a mirror on my altar, which I never have ever had on my altar for that exact reason. And I'm going to try and honor myself and honor Bridget through honoring myself. What a great idea. Now, um, I'm not sharing a spell today. I'm going to share a recipe, uh, but this is, you know, as you, as you know, recipes are spells in my opinion. Uh, so I'm going to actually share a recipe for Irish soda bread, and it comes from uh, Once Around the Sun by Ellen Everett Hopman and is illustrated by Lauren Mills. You have already heard me rave about this book more than once, and it is definitely not any different today. Uh, If you have a family, or I mean, even if you don't, (laughs) get your hands on a copy of this book. It has so many great stories from different cultures that relate to celebrations throughout the year, and even if you aren't a fan of the Wheel of of the Year, I think you will enjoy this book. Uh, It's just so beautiful and so fun and lighthearted. And uh, I just, I just love it. And it's not all one culture. It celebrates different cultures, which is even better. All right. So now for the bread, uh, Irish oatmeal soda bread. I'm sorry. It says coming as it does at the very time when the dairy animals begin to give milk, the traditional in bulk feast features dairy products such as new butter, cheese, and yogurt. you can, you will want to serve this bread warm and slathered with soft cheese or butter. In honor of the Imbolg Festival, and be sure to leave a thick slice on the doorstep as a gift to Bridget on Imbolg Eve. You can put it out there with your, your brats. So you are going to need two cups of old-fashioned rolled oats, two and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour, plus more for dusting your work surface. You'll need two teaspoons of baking soda, one teaspoon sugar, or one half teaspoon local raw honey, one teaspoon of sea salt, one and a half cups of buttermilk, one egg, lightly beaten, and butter for greasing the pan. You'll want to preheat the oven to 450. Place the oats in a food processor and pulse until they are finely ground. Whisk together the dry ingredients, the finely ground oats, flour, baking soda, sugar, and salt. In a separate bowl, stir the buttermilk and egg together until well blended. Then make a well in the middle of the flour mixture and pour the buttermilk and egg mixture into it. Gently fold the surrounding flour over the the liquid with a wooden spoon, but do not over mix. The dough should look very shaggy and be on the moist side. If it's too wet to handle, add a little more flour. But if it's too dry, you'll also, you know, you'll want to add a little more buttermilk. Lightly dust a work surface with flour and place the dough on it. Knead the dough one or two times only and then form it into a mound. Grease a large cast iron frying pan with a little butter and place the dough in the center. If you don't have cast iron, that's fine. You can just put it on a greased baking sheet. Now you're going to use a sharp knife to score the center of the dough in the shape of a Bridget's cross. Uh, making one and one half inch deep cuts. Bake in the oven for 15 minutes at 450 degrees and then lower the oven temperature to 400 degrees and bake for 25 minutes additional. To test if the bread is done, take the pan out of the oven, turn the loaf over, and knock on the bottom. If it sounds hollow, it's done. The bread is best when eaten within hours of baking. Serve it with real butter and jam. If you're saving it for later, wrap it in a slightly damp tea towel we're going to talk about our card of the day i went ahead and i pulled a card from the goddess power oracle by colette baron Bree for today's card poll and the reason i did that is because i thought well guess what if i'm going to be doing a deities series i might as well pull the card for the next deity on my deity day right So today, Epona is who I polled. Epona stands for wise leadership. The empowerment message is, stepping into the world with a sense of surety and positive self-worth is what's called for now. Epona, the Celtic Roman horse goddess of leadership and guidance, offers you her wisdom, knowing that you have what it takes to heed it. You can do anything you place your attention on and you'll find it easy to accomplish what's needed for your intentions to take form. Whether you are aware of this or not, the way you manage your accomplishments and even the way you handle failures and losses is modeling the way forward for others. There is a wisdom growing within you. Being true to who you are and placing integrity and humility equal to enthusiasm makes you a wise leader indeed. One that the goddess Epona is so proud of. The alignment message is being overly assertive and determined to take action is not in your favor at this time. If you feel afraid of making a mistake or worry that you will somehow compromise yourself or disappoint someone else, consider this a time to regroup and assess the details. As the goddess Epona knows, not all paths are meant to be explored. Not all battles are meant to be fought. Not all opportunities will pan out. Beware of the tendency to overreach. You have come a long way, and the best leader knows when to take a break. Your task is to hold back, breathe deeply, trust fully, and when the time comes to act, the goddess Epona will guide you. You don't want to act too soon out of fear and insecurity or even by hubris as you will surely slip and lose your stance. Take heart for this is the perfect moment for a timeout to see what the goddess Ipona truly has for you. The divine has you safe and secure. You just need to wait. So, next deity episode will be on the goddess Epona. And finally, now for a big announcement. If you are listening to this before February 5th, 2023, you are not too late. This coming Sunday, Uh, Which is February fifth at six p.m. Eastern. Judica Ellis, author of the Encyclopedia of Five Thousand Spells and Daily Magic, among many other books, including the one that we are currently reading in our book club, Pure Magic, will be joining our book club meeting for the final meeting about the book Pure Magic. Judica will be here to discuss her book with anyone who wants to join, but in order to do so, you have to be a patron supporter at the moon level or above. So come join us. It's going to be loads of fun. Uh, Judica is absolutely one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Uh, She's incredibly sweet, incredibly insightful, just a joy to speak to. So if you would like to come join us, come on up. Stay tuned for uh, future book club choices and other super exciting news about the Patreon. So I would like to thank everyone for joining me today, and we'll see you next time. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts.